everybody. This is Richard Sachs here on Lost Arts Radio again, and it's nice to see you back here with us. And we have a treat again today with our friend Joel Skousen coming back after the live show that we did with him on one of the Saturday shows recently. And um, for those of you that don't know, Joel's the author of books like Strategic Relocation and the Secure Home, and also the editor of World Affairs Brief. And you can see that at worldaffairsbrief.com where I trust you can still get a free copy by emailing editor at worldaffairsbrief.com, which is a nice way to see the detail of what goes into that uh, publication. I think it's worth your time to take a look at it. And uh, we're going to talk about, since Joel's involved in keeping up with what's going on in the world and has done a lot of strategic consulting and investigation work and uh, helping people see what to do as strategic relocation in specific cases and how to put homesteads together where they're less vulnerable to being uh, assaulted from unpleasant sources on the outside, things like that. So we're going to talk about what's going on right now. And this is recorded, so it's not right up to the minute when you see it. But the things that we talk about are going to be relevant and they're going to make sense. And probably by the time you see it, you'll understand what some of the things we talked about meant. So welcome, Joel, and thank you for being here. It's always a treat to get to talk to you. I appreciate it. And likewise, it's always a pleasure to be with you, especially in this holiday season where we're going to celebrate regardless of COVID, and we're going to join together with other people in close contact. Wow, incredible. And I'm not going to claim my $200 by turning you in. We'll let each other do that. And I think you're supposed to have, depending on what state you're in, five people maximum, except you can have pets if you want to, if you don't look at them. Well, we believe in what the Orange County Sheriff said. These are uh, uh, not laws. They are edicts by the governor, and I'm not going to be the policeman for the governor. So we are not going to enforce these edicts. Wow. So you got a good sheriff. you got like a constitutional sheriff in your county. No, I'm speaking of the sheriff of Orange County. Oh, Orange County. Orange County. Yeah, I saw that too. Which is amazing for a California sheriff to really be that strong. There's a bunch of California ones that have done that, actually. Of course, you know, Orange County used to be a conservative, the conservative base in California, and it's been eroded through illegal Uh, immigration. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those places are changing now, even in Texas. And I don't know about Utah, but I suspect in Utah, it's probably getting that way in the big cities, right? That's right. You know, I live in uh, rural Utah, and uh, the sheriff doesn't enforce anything. Nobody calls the police, and hardly anyone wears a mask except when they go into Walmart or, yeah. any, you know, and that's the biggest uh, store in the valley. So it's uh, – but I walk in without a mask. They don't say a thing. So that's they, they've obviously got the word, you know, don't press people on this. You know, I've been buying – and eating only organic food for a long time. And one of the places that I get it is part of a chain called Natural Grocers. They just had a big change in policy. They used to be really inclusive of maskers and non-maskers in the store, and nobody even beat each other up or killed anybody. It was very peaceful. And they changed the policy last week, I think, or a week and a half ago. And if you go, if you're found in the store without a mask, they will throw you out. And I was one of the people who got to experience that. And I think in Colorado, where their headquarters is, they've had people beat up by the police on the way to being thrown out. It's getting to be like Australia a little bit. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really bad. And, uh, I think it's going to get worse with this vaccine. 
Yeah, that's one of the things we can talk about. Some of the developments I was thinking about talking to you in the brief time that we've got, uh, one of them out of a list that I'll go into is that the vaccine is, is about ready. And I, I suspect, you know, this is just intuition, but I suspect it's been ready for a long time. And that's part of a plan that's not last minute. But it's being rolled out and a number of doctors are getting specific in their complaints about it. We saw a kind of a collage of these different international doctor opinions from Europe and the U.S. and other places. And they were all saying, you know, don't do this. No matter what else you do, avoid this vaccine. And uh, they were talking about what's in it. And it's come out really widely now that it sterilizes women and, or it's got ingredients that can do that. And I just heard today that it's got the full genome of an aborted baby boy in it. Uh, not just part of it, but the whole thing, kind of a genetic experiment along with the RNA uh, ingredients that are going to change the nucleus of everybody's cells. So it doesn't seem like very good medicine. Well, especially when the virus or the Pfizer vaccine has to be kept at, uh, you know, yeah. 70 degrees below zero, uh, you know there's something dangerous there if, if it's going <laughs> to explode uh, into some biological problem when they yeah. let it warm up, and that's when they're going to inject it to you when it's warm. But I guess that's true. You know, that they kind of forgot to mention um, that middle part about what happens to you if it gets injected when it's not 70 below zero. And when it goes, even if it is, of course, it would really damage your tissues if it was that cold when they used it. Well, no, but, it's not that cold when they use it, but they have to ship it and store it in that cold, and then they have to warm it up. In other words, it's only got a... Uh, an active life of about six hours before they've got to dispense all this stuff. And boy, I'll tell you that, that gives me the shivers. Of course, I'm, I I haven't taken a vaccine since I was in the military and I regretted it even then, but uh, Mm -hmm. um, it took me about 10 years to get over all the ill effects of vaccinations in the military where they give you multiple shots at one time and you go through the assembly line and you feel terrible for, but you know, I never really felt healthy for about 10 years, and that was with good, healthy eating and, and lots of good exercise. And uh, right. uh, But now I'm, I've been healthy for so long now, I don't ever get a cold. I don't get the flu. Uh, I haven't had a touch of this COVID. Uh, there's just been no response. Uh, so, you know, when people complain about me not wearing this, I'm perfectly healthy. So I'm not a threat to anybody. Yeah. Oh, asymmetrical. That's a bunch of baloney. Asymptomatic carriers. Asymptomatic, yes. They're trying to teach people that it no longer matters if you're actually sick. You could still be, you know, questionable for spreading diseases. Right, infectious, right. So that was one thing. And I guess uh, connected with that, I saw a video today of... uh, an admiral, and he was talking at a on video at an event for the National Guard. I don't even know if they have admirals in the National Guard, but he was talking at one of their events, and he was saying, just so that you all understand, the military is not just to distribute the vaccine, it's to inject you. It's to put needles in people's arms. Yeah, that's not true. Um, the The military is not trained. Uh, to do that, um, they are going to distribute the vaccine, and it's going to be injected by regular nurses. In fact, it's going to be very tightly controlled because they want to make sure that everybody gets a vaccine card and they're 
personal ID and information is given to the CDC, and that's open to third parties. So any corporation or store that wants to ban you for not having the vaccine can check that database. Right. But, uh, but I, I don't have any confirmation, and I doubt very much that uh, they're going to be doing the injection. I mean, it isn't to say that a military can't if there's a doctor or military nurse that is, is qualified, but you can't just have ordinary soldiers giving vaccination. Yeah, so he got his information. It's funny for an admiral to be totally out to lunch on something like that. But well, he's got to be retired, right? I don't know. Didn't, yeah. didn't specifically hear Because that. I'll tell you, nobody gets to general or admiral level in the military unless they're a yes-man of the global government. Exactly. It's only retired generals and admirals that will say anything contrary to the government word because they will, they cannot get away with it if they're okay. active duty. Right, but the retired ones think they may not have any retribution against them. For well, they do have retribution. I mean, they can challenge their pension even and, and threaten to take it away. So, right, right. Uh, there, it takes some courage. Generally, that's speaking of. It depends on how much they know about secret operations and whether or not they threaten to do that. Right. You know, I don't know if they'll take away a pension just by, uh, you know, going against the COVID uh, narrative, but uh, they they do have that threat available. It's not legal, by the way, but the deep state doesn't worry about legality. It's not legal to do what? To take away a person's pension over oh, a political oh, oh. or a political statement. Well, on the official paperwork, they must put down some other reason, right? They must. Yeah. So um, one of the things that makes you wonder, you, you just brought up the fact that they would take the records and give them to CDC and make them available all over the place so that you could be tracked and controlled and they might want to tie it together with your universal basic income and see if they'd like if you're obeying things enough to keep getting that but there's also the other system that they're talking about what's it called quantum dot or something where they inject hydrogel into you and it permeates your body so it can't be removed and your vaccine status and everything else can be read with an app on the phone from that i don't know if that's going to be ready in time for this it, it, it is not going to be ready uh, okay. in time. That's uh, something for future control. But uh, so you just want to get in the habit of not taking these uh, vaccines. One of the most important side effects, though, that isn't talked about very much is the uh, um, viral primer effect of coronavirus vaccines. Virologists have, uh, have stated the danger in animal trials, which they bypassed, in yeah. all of these vaccines yeah. for COVID, in animal trials, it predisposes a person to a worse case of the virus if you get vaccinated against a coronavirus. And that's why they need a booster, right? No, no. What I think that uh, primer effect is designed, it's not designed, it's that it is the side effect. I'm not sure they, uh, they put it in there on purpose, but I'll tell you what it does. It guarantees that you'll have a third wave of this come out mm. and people will start dying and have every excuse again to go at it again. It just shows you didn't, get enough, vaccine, of you didn't get enough vaccines fast enough is what it means, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, you know, the, 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 re the reason that they're going to require um, multiple doses is they've had to cut the dose to probably a fifth or a fourth of the normal dose because of all the high side effects when people got the full dose and even 80% dose, they got high side effects. And so they cut it down to lessen the side effects, but then they win all over again. They get to give multiple injections and get more taxpayer funding 
right. uh, for the multiple injections. We saw some article today. I don't remember if it was CDC because, of course, we're wanting to not give out any misinformation, you know, and be bad patriots or anything like that. But it was saying um, just a forewarning don't be upset when people start dying from the, the vaccine because it's only one in a million anyway, and it doesn't really matter. And it just shows that it's working. That, that was CNN. That was CNN who came out. CNN, okay. They've got a C in the name. Did you get to see that? I don't know. CNN have came out and made, don't, don't worry. You know, they're, it's just like the election. They're priming people for the fraud, saying that Donald Trump is going to be ahead then he's, they're going to come from behind, and so That's don't right. declare victory. They primed them week after week after week because they knew, and I think this is part of the priming. Don't worry if people die. This is a normal procedure with vaccines. It's not dangerous. It's perfectly safe. Exactly. That's no why people what, are dying. No matter what it does to you, it's totally safe. It's like if there's yeah. any logic left in people's minds, it has to be eliminated. Right. You know, every I was just watching, as I say, the uh, NBC News um, when before we went on the air, and you have these smiling people saying, "Well, yeah, I got some, but I'm sure glad I've got this." They just put on so many uh, faces that are positive, and of course, they don't put on anybody you know who's really been seriously damaged as negative. I mean, this is a right. wave of propaganda. Uh-huh. Yeah, there have been stories about some people dying in the trials recently. Yes, apparently it's five just people, proving that. Five people, yeah. five people died in the Pfizer trials. Right. And and this priming effect is really interesting because remember they primed everybody that Trump, being a completely crazy person, was going to refuse to leave office when he left, when he lost the election. And they knew that that would be what he'd try to do because he realized the fraud. But he won't leave. I mean, I'm sorry, he will leave even with the fraud. But as I've written in this week's World Affairs Brief or this coming Friday's World Affairs Brief, Mm -hmm. Mr. President, do not concede, never concede. Leave, you know, just so they can't say that you're a sore loser and that you violated the Constitution. Don't give them an excuse to attack you, but never concede, never concede. Right, right. So what do you think about this um, Texas lawsuit that the Supreme Court just accepted to put on their docket? It it has to do with multiple states. Yes, and that's probably going to be the lawsuit. But it's interesting that the Supreme Court turned down uh, the, the appeals in the Pennsylvania and the Michigan case. And uh, so and and the Georgia case against uh, Sidney Powell was a classic case of uh, simply dismissing on a technicality would not address the substantive issues at all. What they Just pretended that she was too early in state court. She was too early. She was too late. And she has no yes. state. Right. Any of those that you like. Yeah. Right. But they did accept the Texas one, which is yeah. interesting. But clearly, as she as Sidney Powell said that the judge clearly had his mind made up. He read a statement, which almost was verbatim from the multiple, uh, Amicus briefs that he, he he solicited from all the left wing organizations to give him the arguments to dismiss this. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Uh, don't, yeah. don't get your hopes up about the courts because they are controlled by the deep state. Well, not only courts, but governors a lot, too, and, and mayors and people like that. And um, Absolutely. In, in Georgia, Kemp is an, an interesting example because he was just going to do a straight recount so that he would get exactly the same figures a second time. And then there was huge marches and pressure and publicity put on him that they should look at the signatures and he said well i think he kind of acknowledged that and, and was willing to finally and made believe that he had just come to this realization that that would be good and as soon as he was willing to say that his daughter's boyfriend died in an explosion in their car right? just by coincidence well and and then even when he agreed to have a signatures recount, the Secretary of State, Raffensperger, which is a real deep stater, yeah. Republican deep stater, he's the one who refused to do. And they had a third recount, and none of them ever did uh, an investigation of the validity of the ballots. Okay, so the governor said so, but didn't push it, I guess, right? Well, and my question was, you, you're in charge of the Secretary of State. Why don't you order him to do it? Uh, That's he, a good he's question. not an independent agency. Yeah, he's not an independent agency. But you see, it's good political theater. I tried to get him to do it, but he wouldn't do it. Now, theoretically, Kemp could still do it, right? If he doesn't care about relatives dying and stuff like that. <sighs> well, you know, he 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 should have, of course, you know. Uh, made issue of uh, this video, of course, has come out of the uh, uh, major center in Atlanta where you had the, the, the fraud on, on surveillance video. Yeah. And, you know, because clearly those ballots were fraudulent, you know, coming out of a roller, four roller suitcases and things. And you can look at the, at the uh, tabulation computer and you can see exactly when they were edited. You have it on camera. You have the time date on the camera. And whatever yeah. came in from that time from that district is fraudulent. Yeah, or at least deserves to have uh, absolute ballot verification with registration. I'll bet you find out they're all phony. Every one of them. That's enough yeah, to validate exactly. the election. And some came in on new paper, not folded. They've never been in an envelope or anything. They That's just right. came in. And big some were stacks. Xerox ballots. Yeah. yeah, some were Xer- in Michigan. There were whole thousands of Xerox ballots, <laughs> the identical ballot. So it's just whether they actually will look at it or not. I guess right. Yeah, that's the problem. The courts are going to look for every excuse to throw this out by jurisdictional or standing issues. And um, I don't think they're going to rule on the substance. And, and uh, Or if they do, if they do, they'll say like uh, Deep State Bill Barr, they'll say, we don't see enough fraud here to overturn the election. So yeah. the case is moved, I, th- say. I think there's a delicate balance they try to hit like Barr. You know, you say things that sound really good because he said some good things publicly. And then you just make sure not to do anything and let the time run out right. for whatever it is. But, but yeah, Kemp, like, like John Durham, his investigator on this. Yeah, everybody was hoping that he would be really good. These, some of these people may want to be good, but they're afraid of um, the threats that they're getting about what they should do and not do, I suspect. Well, I don't think anybody who gets picked as a special prosecutor is good because when a deep state picks someone, they don't pick somebody who's honest that they have to twist their arms. They got to, they pick somebody who's already controlled. And so the interesting had- thing about John Durham, 
John Durham went after Mueller when he was in Boston. And, uh, of course, Mueller never, you know, served jail time. But because he went after him, he looked like he was honest. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he wasn't. Which may have been part of the show, actually, to give that impression. That's right. Yeah. And Kemp is, Kemp's a Republican, isn't he? That's right. Yeah, interesting. So the party doesn't guarantee anything in particular. They all, they also found, uh, I don't remember what source this is from, but there's a, a precedent in the Supreme Court, and it's under the names Foster versus Love from That's 1997, right. right? And somebody was saying, yes. look, this would be enough if they really wanted to, to immediately throw out all the fraud. Well, what what Foster versus Love says is that it's got to, um, that anything that isn't decided um, by the electoral deadline is null and void. And so because these elections have not been decided, therefore they're null and void. But it's only a court decision. And and, um, in fact, it went clear back in the night, which, you know, is hardly ever true. I mean, uh, but the court Say say that again. You were cutting out for a minute, Joe. That Foster versus Love says that the results, any results that come later than election night when they have to be declared is null and void. Yeah. yeah. The courts aren't going to go along with that. Even though the Supreme Court voted nine to nothing that that was true. Well, what I'm saying, it, it's, it doesn't mean it's precedent. Remember, a Supre- uh, any court ruling can be overturned by another court, and that's exactly what they'll do. They just have to come to the opposite conclusion, right? Then they've got yeah, a new well, precedent. They just have to say, for example, that times have changed because of uh, the, the new computer problems. It's in ballot reading. It was impossible to come to a conclusion on election night. So that right. ruling is invalid. Okay. Okay. So you need non-corrupted courts for any of this stuff to work. That's right. And we know that we don't have a conservative majority in the court because John Roberts is deep state. Yeah, yeah, that seems clear. And some of the other ones are questionable, too. Yes, they are. Like Brett Kavanaugh is is deep state from way back. He was second in command to uh, Ken Starr when he covered up for the Vince Foster murder, declared it a suicide. Now, he has been a conservative jurist, but it means that, you know, you can have conservatives who are controlled and they're allowed to be conservatives. But, I mean... Uh, Clarence Thomas, for example, it's not just Anita Hill. There's about five other women who have made significant claims of sexual harassment during his lifetime. And uh, uh, now he has not shown any sign of ever compromising to the deep state. That isn't to say that they couldn't twist his arm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't know about anybody until it happens, I guess. Right. So what are the main things that you're wanting to update people on in the world affairs brief that you're working on now? Well, the, um, the big issue are, you know, the court cases are starting to come in and, and rule. We're still going to, you know, wait, this is a big case, the Texas case that is uh, joined by uh, several other States. That's going to be the deciding case uh, really. And so this is the first time we're going to get to see the Supreme court uh, rule. And we're going to get to see who's who. And I'll bet you John Roberts, will betray us again. He always does on the key globalist issues. So so Texas is going to be a, a really important case. That's right. It's going to be the case that goes to the Supreme Court. 
What about outside the country? What do you think is happening that's important and relevant? Well, all of the, uh, every one of the nations are experiencing even worse shutdowns and restrictions than the United States. Um, uh, in Latin America, you have a good portion of the countries are mandating the vaccine. I mean, mm-hmm. they have, they have a, uh, you know, a macho leader mentality in Latin America, and they don't have the constitutional restrictions that we've got here. Right. So I expect, and you know, almost half of the country wouldn't even let people leave the country. If you were a tourist and trapped during the COVID shutdown, you couldn't right. leave. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I still get this in consultation with people on strategic relocation. Well, what about what's what's better country? There got to be something better outside this. I'm sorry, there isn't. Yeah, yeah. As bad as things are here, I mean, even Sweden is now going into the COVID restrictions. Even after taking all the flack they did, and I'm not even after proving that you don't need to do it. Well, the trouble is, even Sweden was using the COVID test, and so they had false testing numbers, and they were using the criteria for death. Anyone who tested positive was a COVID death, and so that drove up the statistics. Now, listen, Sweden has never been a real free market country. I mean, they got into bed with the globalists and let all those Muslims into the country and almost destroyed the country with Muslim immigration. And so I was frankly shocked that they would buck the system uh, in the first place. And now they're they're caving in. So there really isn't any any free country. There's no state except in the United States, except for Christy Nome, bless her heart, of South Dakota, the only Republican yeah. governor in the country who has refused to shut down, is still holding the line, still not sacrificing. And I'll tell you, the media in South Dakota hates her guts. And yeah, I was thinking she must be under out. some pressure. She is under a tremendous amount of pressure. The media is bad-mouthing her in, in uh, South Dakota at every opportunity. Uh, She'll be lucky to survive. Yeah, and, and she's not even really being extreme uh, as far as I could see at all. She's not saying the pandemic is a hoax or anything. No, no. In fact, she's pro-vaccine. Yeah. Uh, she believes in vaccines. Uh, but she won't do a mandate. She does believe in liberty, and she's been very outspoken about liberty. In fact, my brother, who runs the largest conservative conference in the United States each year called Freedom Fest. It's normally held in Las Vegas. It was canceled, even though they got a venue in Las Vegas owned by a libertarian to allow them to hold the convention in their casino. The Nevada governor came and threatened them and told them they they couldn't meet. And so they're meeting next year in July in uh, South Dakota. And uh, Christy Nome is going to be the keynote speaker at Freedom Fest. Wow. In uh, in in July of uh, 2021, so they get to meet without masks, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what they call. Try to on TV, they try to call that a super spreader event, right? Yeah. Going to yeah. kill the world. Yeah. Didn't they, what town was it that all those motorcycle people came to? Uh, let's see. That is. Um, was that South Dakota? Yeah, it's South Dakota. It's yeah. it's really kind of a desolate town. Um, Oh, it'll come to me. But Not very big. And they were going to kill the whole country because of... Yeah. And it didn't you know, happen. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of dropped the story. But you see, you know, you can draw in a conclusion with this phony test, which has 90 plus percent false positives. 
you can go in and test a lot of people and claim any kind of pandemic you want to claim. It's the perfect vehicle for a fraud. It really is. I think if that one thing were understood, the whole pandemic would fall apart. If it were understood widely enough. That's right. You see, your leaders need, uh, readers need to understand that the, the COVID is the first medical disease test they've ever used the PCR process on. Mm-hmm. It's an amplification. It is not a testing process. It's an amplification exactly. of the process of a studying gen- a genome, uh, breaking down an RNA and then recombining it with a primer. You have to put a primer into the piece. So the test is only valid at the primer that you put in there. The piece of RNA that you put into the test, which multiplies in the PCR, if that primer is just generic coronavirus RNA, then it's going to show positive, even with people without sickness. So are you saying that that the primer is what it's looking for? It's the multiplication of the primer. In other words, what it does is the polymerase test um, heats up DNA, breaks it into RNA, and then when it cools down with a chemical added, it recombines with anything that matches, like, you know, a code matching, you know. So the prime, they put a primer in there and see if it multiplies on that primer. In other words, if the sample they take out of your nose has what they claim is COVID and they put a primer that's got a COVID primer in it, it's going to match that primer and multiply. So if it, and they put a fluorescent marker on this primer so that when it multiplies, they see multiple fluorescent markers. Then they right. know it's multiplying. But you see, it all is the key and what they put in there is a primer. And the guy who invented the test, Dr. Drosten in Germany, didn't even have, and the CDC to this day doesn't even have the coronavirus genome. They can't. It exists. Now, I believe it's a virus that was bioengineered. Yeah. uh, That is giving symptoms and is contagious, et cetera. But the CDC doesn't have it. So how do you make a primer for the PCR test if you don't have the genome of the virus? If you haven't isolated, how do you make a primer? So they're putting in a generic coronavirus primer into this test, and everybody has to use the same primer or they can't get approved by the FDA or the CDC. It's easy to get coronavirus samples because everybody has it just about. I mean, and and your your connection's breaking up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but everybody has flu. They have cold virus. They have dozens of coronavirus. That's what How I mean, do yeah. you isolate the Corona-19 virus? And you don't isolate it, so they're just doing coronavirus in general. Yeah. The corona RNA, that's what they're doing. I heard a video with, Car- I think the inventor's Kerry Mullis, right? He's the one that won the Nobel that's Prize. That's correct. Kerry Mullis invented the PCR process. And he was on a video that I saw, and he was saying, you know, actually, you can find virtually anything in anybody with this process, and it can never be used for a diagnosis because That's whatever right. you want to find, you just blow it up and you find it. And there's these and, residues. And, and it doesn't things. tell you if you're infectious because it doesn't give you a quantity. It's amplifying right. any little. And that's why he says you never want to amplify times 30 times. And they're amplifying it 45 times to get this. He says nothing is reliable over 30, 35 amplifications. Exactly. And, and you also need a, a sample to compare to to know that you're looking for the right thing. Well, that's the primer. Okay. The primer is the sample that they okay. put in before they start the process. 
And if it multiplies, it means that you have something that's combining with the sample to multiply. So, And they're claiming that the primer is COVID-19, but they can't prove it. Yeah, it's probably whatever they had available that they thought was close. But um, the actual Which sample... Means it was, it's, a, it's a generic part of the coronavirus that's common to all coronavirus. I think right. that's what they're using as a primer. Which is perfect, because if you need to show that it's terrifying and everybody has it, you can do it. Now, here's the, here's the interesting question or cause or case. There's a lot of people that are having very weird long-term symptoms that were not aged, not chronic. You know, the aged chronic disease people with uh, respiratory symptoms, et cetera, are dying. Yeah. COVID, all right. That's a very small percentage now. But there are people, even younger people, et cetera, that get over it. In a couple of weeks, it hits them pretty hard, and then they have long-term symptoms thereafter. They have headaches. They have organ swelling. They may have rashes. It's all, it runs the gamut of everything. Now, one virus can't cause that many things. What is causing those things is the unique health deficiencies and immunoproblems of the individuals that are yeah. getting coronavirus. And that's what they're not testing for. They're not testing for what kind of drugs have you been on before? What kind of vaccines did you take before? What um, other proclivities? What other bacteria? What other, you know, they're just not doing the autopsy or, of course, for live people, you don't do an autopsy. They're just not doing the investigation. They're just saying, adding this to the horror of the COVID is just yeah, anything. It, it basically causes everything. And I, I think that, problem in that line of reasoning is right in the beginning of it when they say some people who have COVID or SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19 um, have this kind of symptom or that kind of symptom. Wait a minute. If you don't have a valid test, That's you right. can't say anything about anybody having COVID-19. That's right. That's right. And it depends on what kind of disease and symptoms. If you're diabetes, the COVID is going to react differently. If you've got heart disease, it's going to react differently. If you've got um, various, well, right. you know, if you've got allergies, it's going to be different. If you're on medicine, it's going to react differently. And right. you, you can't even back, tell if it's, if it's that that's reacting because you can't test right. for it. That's right. You can't test for it. Yeah. Um, this is a really strange, it's like being in a sci-fi movie where you imagine this planet where the people were so unevolved and unconscious that they could be fooled by something that was so obvious against common sense, and they would all believe it anyway. It's well, just, and that's why the, the John Hopkins study that was just published to the John Hopkins magazine is so critical in the sense that they've got the CDC data through November of 2020, and the death rate has not increased at all over 2019. That was really And awesome. that means that they've simply relabeled or at least uh, overlabeled COVID as the cost when it was the, the normal death rate from heart disease, diabetes, pneumonia, and other things is still going on, and the flu. And that's yeah. why this year it's interesting that they are not counting flu deaths. There's hardly any flu deaths being made. And this is flu season. Well, it's clearly because they gave everybody flu shots, right? <laughs> I mean, circular reasoning is very useful. It really is useful, you know. A lot of things you can do. It's like socialism when it, uh, when capitalism gets damaged by socialism, it's because we didn't have enough socialism. Exactly. Everybody should know that. 
And if you can't see that, you need to be re-educated. Yeah. Right. So it's it's just a really strange situation, and I think people are not just programmed over a long period of time getting ready for this. They're not just programmed that they don't understand. They're programmed to get mad at you if you bring up these things that question their belief. It's not that they yes, just disagree. They're really threatened emotionally. It cuts off communication. And I think people are experiencing this within their families and with friends and things like that. You know, it was said in the Civil Civil War that it tore families apart and half the brothers would go and fight for the Union and the other half on the South. And it's more than that now. It's like tearing people apart with their whole life philosophy because a large number have it programmed into them and they don't even know it. They think it's their own feelings. Well, it is um, dividing society tremendously. And right now, I think it's about 80% ignorance and buying into the COVID, 20% not. So it's an overwhelming majority of people who are drinking the Kool-Aid that they hear every night. And what it, it sadly tells is the majority of people are are not getting their news from alternative sources because the facts are out there and they're not getting them. Yeah. Yeah, well, normally 20% would be enough to tell the other 80% what's going on. But programming is to not be open to that. Well, that's right. Um, and it's just a wave of propaganda. You know, people are very, very subject to leadership. Um, when you have an absolute unified block of opinion, it's it takes a lot of courage to go up against a unified block of opinion. When you yeah, hear it yeah. in everywhere, in the new, in every ad on television, every corporation is talking about how wonderful it is that we can be free with a mask and all be together in this. And, and you can put little designs, designs on your mask and everything. Oh, it's yes. great. Did, did I tell you or mention last time about this experiment they did in a doctor's office where they had a bunch of actors sitting in the waiting room? You stopped me if I already said it. No, but, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Um, and they would have a, over the speaker system where they call the next patient and stuff. They would, they would pay, um, let this little beep come out. Not very loud, but everybody could hear it. And it was about every 30 seconds. And when they did, all those actors that were pretending to be patients would stand up in front of their chair and then sit down, hold on to their magazine, and just keep reading. And they do that every 30 seconds. And they brought a real patient in and had her sit down. And it was a lady that was like in her 30s or something. And she heard the beep and saw everybody do this and it kind of looked around say you know like what's this and then a couple of more times and she just seriously did it with them and started doing it and then they gradually took the actors out to the doctor's office and she was the only one left and new patients came in and she taught all of them how to do it <laughs> it's a great video i should send it to you <laughs> well one of the funniest videos on there is that um, on Seinfeld, have you seen that, where Kramer will not wear an AIDS ribbon? No. He's, he's going to run in um, or walk in an AIDS uh, uh, fundraising thing. So uh-huh. everybody's supposed to wear this little pink ribbon that shows that you're a red ribbon that shows that you're for AIDS. And so right. the lady at the table says to Kramer, well, here's your ribbon. He says, no, I don't want a ribbon. Oh, you have to wear a ribbon. Right. Why do I have to wear a ribbon? Well, because everybody's doing it. Well, 
this is America. I don't have to do anything that everyone else is doing. And she got really upset. You have to wear this ribbon. And she shoves it in his face and he, he walks away without the ribbon. And so he's walking along and the camera shows him and a black guy and some other guys, uh, you know, with earrings and other, you know, A's, you know, or look at, where's your yeah. ribbon? I'm not wearing a ribbon. Oh, you got to wear a ribbon. You, know, you can't walk without a ribbon. Why not? I'm walking for AIDS. I give money for AIDS, uh-huh. uh, for AIDS research. And Kramer's, you know, really says, oh, no, you can't. He calls up to someone, and goes, hey, this guy won't wear a ribbon. So they pull him out of line and they start to beat him up because <laughs> he yeah. won't wear a ribbon, you know. And he says, this is yeah. America. I don't have to wear anything. And, of course, this is all about mass. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> so he finally stumbles across the finish line after everyone else and, Seinfeld's there with his friend and says, I told you, he stood, he stayed up all night. Look at him. He just can't even make it to the, the finish line. And he still has but no ribbon. Really funny. He still has no ribbon. He, he refused wow. to take the ribbon. But it's a great parody on the mask because uh, you know, people want to beat you up for not having a mask on. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's so many examples of this. There was another group where they brought everybody in and they were all actors except one guy. And they said, we're doing a psychological test. And it's really simple. We're going to show you some lines on a piece of paper, which ones are longer and shorter than the others. And you have to point out the shortest line. And they had the paper. You could see it in the video. And one line was short. And there were three long lines. And all the very serious actors in the room pointed to one of the long lines as the shortest. And the guy who wasn't an actor was looking around, wait a minute, what's going on? You know, you could tell he was thinking, am I going completely crazy? And they're all going to think that I'm, you know, the, the really unintelligent one. And they did it a couple of times. And then he started pointing to the long lines too. And it's really significant. I mean, yeah. how much of our lives is it controlling? Well, but you know, that can't happen with everyone. Yeah. Um, there's a large percentage of people, not a large percentage, small percentage of people that are really independent minded and will, to the day they die, they'll say, nope, I can see with my own eyes that one's wrong. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and you're guessing maybe 20%, you think? Well, yeah, about 20%. That's what I'm seeing right now in terms of COVID, how many people are drinking the Kool-Aid versus those that see through this uh, fraud. Yeah. 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 And so the question is, if you want to try to be one of those people without the ribbon and you don't want to die by the finish line and have everybody, you know, do things to you, what are the strategies? And I think I mentioned that uh, this natural food store is just suddenly changed their policy and is trying to be like the police in Australia, I guess, and beat people up and call the police and there was this older couple that went into the store and a veteran, it turned out, and his wife. And they had one of the police people was a, a woman and she really got into it and threw, you know, threw the lady on the ground and was kneeling on her back and everything. She could barely breathe and her ribs were all damaged and stuff and this sudden change in policy. So I got thrown out by the same store, another branch, and we just found, fortunately found a a small health food store that wasn't going along with any of that stuff and was willing to order what anybody wanted. And it worked out fine for the moment, you know, and I don't know what they'll do to that store, but for the moment, it's okay. Well, a lot of these natural, uh, any of these chains, whether it's whole foods or natural grocers, others are big corporate and they have attorneys 
Yeah. The attorneys are putting the fear of legal action into them by saying people can sue you if you don't go along with this. Uh, that's, that's what's awesome. causing them to do this because the smaller natural health food stores don't bother you like this. Uh, yeah. At least that's so, been my experience. So what's the fear of the lawsuit? What is it specifically? Well, that someone could sue the store if they get COVID and die from it because they didn't oh, enact okay. the, the restrictions the government called for. So you it's know how be- attorneys are. You know, yeah. I think chances of such a lawsuit succeeding, because how could you prove that you got it there? You couldn't prove it. Right. But you could you could have it on video. Look, they let in this dangerous person without a mask. That's yeah. obviously what caused the whole thing. And I think what what people are forgetting is that people have been dying every year, horrible deaths from pneumonia and flu and all kinds of respiratory problems and um, a million something a year from tuberculosis and nobody talks about it. And so they're just relabeling everything. It seems to be working well. Well, the the virus, to be to be honest, the virus does cause in certain chronically ill people that are susceptible. And this is a very tiny percentage. Yeah, it covers a severe cytokine storm within the lungs, and fills with um, uh, blood and uh, and causes blood clots. Now that's the classic case for uh, immuno and and lung weak people who get this, who are aged and who can't fight it, who, who, and, and a lot of these people have a vitamin D3 deficiency. Almost that's, right. Does, yes. that's, that's right. That's why they get it. They've got, they're usually thyroid deficient at that age as well. So they don't have the wherewithal to that, but that's the, the, the basic universal sign that is replicating in multiple cases for the, the classic COVID death. Right. Is this inflamed lung system cytokine storm. And I think that's legitimate. The doctors who have done autopsies and testified, but it's a very small percentage. And what they aren't studying assiduously, what makes people vulnerable to that particular uh, yeah. protocol. No, the the idea that, that you're... Can you hear me? I got some background noise. I yes, I can. Um, what you're supposed to believe is that you were created deficient and what you're deficient in is drugs and vaccines. And fortunately, modern science is filling in the gaps that nature made a mistake on. (laughs) The other thing that I think is really interesting about what you mentioned for the people that are um, susceptible is that there are doctors now that have been, you know, not just the frontline doctors, the official group that's called that, but other ones are saying, yeah, I had a few of these, a few hundred of these real cases, and they're quick and easy and cheap to cure. That's and right. those guys get attacked and censored and uh, lose their jobs and their licenses and everything. But I, That's right. In fact, Dr. Mercola got shut down by the FDA because he was claiming that you could cure and he did have cases that people were cured with vitamins and uh, yeah. multiple uh, doses of vitamin C uh, above two and 3000 milligrams D3 and zinc primarily. And, uh, and they said, you can't claim anything as a cure unless you have a double blind study that takes millions of dollars to run. You know, that's just, yeah. even, even then really you're not supposed to say cure anymore. That's evil because if you cure something, you're just destroying your own business or the business of other people. So you say manage, and that means you can be on drugs forever, but you yeah. you feel great because of the drugs. Well, I think people yeah. need to understand that you really, uh, 
can't just leave it a normal life eating normal food if you're going to get a powerful immune system that can handle the increasing bioengineered attacks we're going to be thrown at over the years. Right. And so people have to lose weight, have to get thin, they have to exercise strong cardiovascular exercises. That's what really tells you whether or not your body's in shape or not. You've got to eat organic. You've got to not eat so much food. And uh, and you've got to yeah. take, especially when you get older, you've got to make sure your thyroid is up to par. And if you, uh, you have to take natural thyroid, which comes from pigs, they're bioidentical bio with humans, the pig thyroid. Instead of the synthetic one, you mean. Right. The yeah. synthroid, which is synthetic, is, is, does not have the same effect, and it's not uh, good for you. But unfortunately, the medical establishment will not allow you to have natural thyroid unless you pass a TSH test, which is a thyroid-stimulating hormone test. Right. Which doesn't catch hypothyroidism except in the most severe cases. So about 60% of Americans are hypothyroid by the time they're middle-aged. And uh, and the the main symptom is low basal temperature. They have cold hands and feet. Mm -hmm. They just uh, get cold easy, and they gain weight because your metabolism slows down when you don't have proper thyroid. So when you have weight gain, which is epidemic in the U.S., and you have cold temperatures, your basal body, internal body temperatures below 98.6, mm-hmm. uh, then you're hypothyroid. I don't care what the TSH said, but hardly any doctors, unless they've trained under um, Dr. Hertog, um, and there's a, a foundation, the name escapes me right now, who, who tries to train doctors, but the, the protocols are just deadly against it. They'll threaten a doctor with their license. If they give thyroid, even natural thyroid, which isn't a drug, it is not a drug. No, it's an actual hormone. It's an extract. (laughs) Yeah, it's an extract. Uh, And uh, they are just ludicrous. They do not want people to get better over hypothyroid. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the system who are just medical personnel and doctors and people like that that have been educated that way, a lot of them that I've talked to don't really realize that there's a problem with that because that's what they were taught and what they memorized. That's right. But, but well, you know, the, go yeah, logically, they say, well, yeah, if you're low on thyroid, obviously the thyroid's going to put out thyroid stimulating hormone as the sign that you need more thyroid. And if that isn't, but it doesn't. The point is you can be cold, you can be overweight, you can have all the symptoms of hypothyroidism and the THS would still be negative. Yeah. Well, the other thing that gets in the way of understanding, too, is this idea of specialization and that, you know, you have to a doctor is a specialist in one part of the body and doesn't know enough about how the context fits together. And really, the whole thing is one unit. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, well, since our, you know, time went by in 10 seconds, as I expected, um, what do you think are the things that the general public needs to Start becoming aware of, and I'm not talking about people who are already totally aware of what's going on and talking to them. I'm saying people that just stumbled in by curiosity. Where do you start if you? this is all new to you to start giving yourself better life quality and a better chance to get through what we're entering right now? Well, I'm not giving any optimistic hope anymore. I think they're going to start to lock you down from your establishment participation in society without yeah. the vaccine, yeah. Yeah. That's without testing. American Airlines, for example, is going to start 
doing a test on anyone who wants to fly has to pass a test that they don't have or have the vaccine and or both. And so forget about United Airlines. You're going to have to pick and choose. This is domestic even. You know, all the airlines are jumping on board, not flying internationally without the vaccine, but American is pushing domestic restrictions as well. So for those of you who are young or capable, uh, I suggest get a private pilot's license. You're going to have to start flying yourself like I do. Interesting, it's, yeah. It's, but you're going to be cut off from flying. You're going to be cut off from going to public schools, and you should get out of public schools anyway. It's about time. It's going to force you out of public. You've got to need to get out of universities. They're all going to be yes men to this vaccine. Yeah. And then corporations are going to start requiring it. Major international corporations are going to start requiring it. So you need to get ready to get self-sufficient. That means start to growing your own food, stockpiling your food, because you're going to eventually be cut off so that without a job or income and things, depending on your personal situation, this is the squeeze, the big squeeze that's coming. This is the indirect force method, right? Instead of having to come to your door. And because private companies are doing it to you, it's not illegal. Right. And it doesn't violate the Constitution or anything because that only restricts government. That's right. Federal and state. So get educated and get yourself in better shape. Basically, anybody could benefit from that. Yeah, you're going to have to stay out of the medical system because if you go into hospitals, you're going to be tested. You're going to be quarantined. You're going to be you know, required to have a vaccine if you want an operation. We're not going to operate on it unless you have the vaccine. Right. So get healthy because you cannot depend on ever going in and keep maintaining your liberty going into the medical establishment. And fortunately, there are ways to get healthy. There are. He, he, without depending on drugs and vaccines and things like that. Okay. Well, I promise not to keep you over time. So hopefully we'll get together again soon. But I appreciate the time. And uh, we'll keep watching what's happening and try to give people good advice as much as possible. Good. Thank you very much, Richard. And editor at World Affairs Brief for a free copy of the newsletter. That's uh, right. It's not too late to read Strategic Relocation, it seems to me, right? That's right. Even though it's getting harder to find a place that guarantees any safety at all. And so that's that's the problem. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about what country outside the U.S. to pick to go to. That's right. It's the, the, the potential resistance is higher here than anywhere else in the world. Right, right. What about people in, and we'll just take a second on this, it's another big subject, but what about people in the U.K. and Australia and New Zealand? I mean, well, they need to get out while they can fly out, because if it requires the vaccine to fly internationally, you're going to be stuck, except unless you get on a slow boat to somewhere. Assuming the the boats aren't controlled is probably not safe either, I would say. Well, you can always get on a small, you know, 30, 40 foot sailboat and charter it and and go out and and handle the oceans. But uh, yeah. yeah, private charter is going to still be your only way out. I have clients in Australia who want to get out and uh, can't sell their property fast enough to beat this vaccine mandate uh, for the airlines. And they're going to be stuck there unless they get out by boat. Qantas was about the first one, weren't they? Yeah. But they're all yes men to the establishment. They're all going to follow suit. I don't know any of them that are going to buck the system. Of them, you mean airlines? Airlines, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and most of them doing that are going to think they're doing something necessary and good. Yeah. 
if they're educated. Right. Okay, interesting. Well, hold on and we'll say goodbye in the break here. So there goes Joel Skousen, editor of World Affairs Brief. And remember, he said you could get a free copy of that if you want to see what it's like and actually read it. Just send an email to editor at worldaffairsbrief.com and then you can see if it's something that would be helpful in your particular situation. And I know he was talking about a lot of things that you know people have been telling me are a little bit disheartening because of what he thinks is developing and what's going to happen. And I don't have the same depth of knowledge that he has in the same area. So I can't, you know, comment conclusively on a lot of that stuff. I, I have a tendency to think that no matter what's happening, that we look for the best way to respond to it. And I think he would agree with this. And he actually was agreeing in our discussion a little while ago that, yeah, you, you don't try to fool yourself that all this bad stuff's not going on and there's no infiltration of the government by evil. And you, you don't fool yourself to feel good. You let yourself understand and see and perceive directly all that, that has happened and it's, that's going on right now and what it says is likely in the future and that sort of thing. And then you use your creativity to say, Okay, so what's the best way to use the time? Because we're here at the moment. We have the time. We may not know exactly how much, but he seems to feel that there is some time before things get extremely difficult. And I want us to be able to use that as well as possible. So as he was referring to getting yourself in good physical shape, because your body really affects what you can do. It's, it's like your vehicle for living in the three-dimensional world. and It's pretty important. So we were discussing natural ways to, to the degree that is possible in your particular situation, starting where you are, to get yourself in better condition, um, learn practical skills that are related to things that are done in actual life instead of just the academic world. Uh, learn, you know, things that really matter as much as you can. Be a student for the rest of your life but not just in philosophical areas and things that you can make practical use of to, to be more uh, self-sufficient or at least have skills to trade, things like that. And I particularly think that it's also a matter of consciousness, which some people think is just some new agey impractical thing and other people think, well, then what does that mean? You know, yeah, you're conscious. That means you're awake. You're not sleeping or in a coma or anything, but consciousness, the way that I mean it is deeper and potentially far stronger. And I think the low level of it worldwide right now is one of the things that allows the current situation to, to be happening. And it doesn't take very many people to start a chain reaction in the other direction that is more awake. And I'm thinking that that's really important for the people that are open to doing it. It's combined with the physical work that you're doing to get your body in better condition and eat better and exercise and sleep and exercise, you know, all the things that you need to do to regenerate your body without the drugs and vaccines and that sort of thing. And there are a lot of things you can do and then do the inner work too, because even though this sounds unreal to a lot of people that haven't really dug into it, 
in the world of quantum physics and beyond, you find out that each one of us is radiating, broadcasting a frequency based on our thoughts, our emotional patterns and everything. And this is affecting everybody else in your particular world, even at a distance. And most people have no idea that that's going on. And it's all haphazard and they're broadcasting frequencies that are self-canceling uh, and con- contradicting each other. And they're not getting what they could out of the real potential effectiveness of that. So there's a lot of ways you can work on that. I suggest becoming aware of that world, seeing what you can do to use it, because you're using it now, just maybe not in the way that you could if you were conscious of it. That's what Planetary Healing Club is about, in addition to the physical protocols and natural lifestyle enhancement and healing aspects that you might want to know more about, and especially to apply them. So you can access our club meetings at planetaryhealingclub.com or just use the contact forms to ask questions about it if you want to see if it's something useful for you. Um, I think it is, but you know it varies with individual cases depending on how much internal work on yourself you're willing to do to transform the quality of your life so you have a much better time. Uh, to me, that seems like it would be worth it, but you have to decide for yourself. Planetaryhealingclub.com or ask us questions at lostartsradio.com, contact forms, or you can write to me at richard at lostartsradio.com. I use that for consulting too, but any any questions, I try to get to those. Joel's site, again, worldaffairsbrief.com for a free copy of his newsletter or just to find out more about what he's doing. The book Strategic Relocation is one that I got and have read and I thought it was really good. And he just came out with a new version of it that's for sale. I saw it on Amazon and may be available through his site too, Strategic Relocation, a new version, new edition. What else? Um, Saturday we have two shows going on, one public, one private. The public one is called Lost Arts Radio Live. It's at 4.30 Pacific and 7.30 Eastern Time on Saturday afternoons, U.S. time. And half an hour after that hour-long show ends is our weekly live interactive meeting with Planetary Healing Club, working on a lot of these issues for people that want to start applying this in their actual life situations. And that gets interesting. So I think that's most of it. Don't be... uh, I recommend not to be discouraged by what Joel was talking about. It's intense stuff that's going on, but there are good things happening too. And you can be one of the strongest points of that yourself if you choose to, because we're in a movie and you're the star of your own movie in, in this lifetime. And you, if you're like me and most of us, you don't know yet what your full potential is. And I'm suggesting we find out. So do the work, stay in touch with our various platforms, and we're looking for new ones right now, opening up new places that don't censor to put our videos and our archives or meetings and stuff like that. That's all at lostartsradio.com and lostartsresearchinstitute.org. Those both have donate buttons if you want to help us stay on the air and be able to actually do the projects we have waiting for money. Uh, subscribestar.com is another way to support us. 
uh, subscribestar.com slash Lost Starts Radio. And remember, we're on Brighteon. We've been there now for a, a while. And you can subscribe to that channel. It's working really well. And that one is, <clears throat> excuse me, subscribestar.com slash channel slash Lost Starts Radio. And I think that's about it. I'll probably forget something, but I just wanted to bring you up to date on what we're doing, expanding out onto other channels and other platforms. That's it. So have a good weekend or whenever it is that you're watching this. Take good care of yourself. Remember that you're the key person in the movie of your life and just get yourself in good shape on all levels. It's going to help everybody that you care about, which should be everybody actually. And, um, Wish you good luck in, in all that you're doing and look forward to seeing you here again next time. Talk to you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind, and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brighteon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. 
We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the band ones, are on our YouTube channels, at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with hosts Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.
Is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.